News Talk KZRG. News Talk KZRG. FM 102.9, 105.9 AM 1310 on your smart speakers. News Talk KZRG. Steve Scott, Ted Bohorquez. My name is Peter Thiel. Here's two gentlemen. They're uh, familiar favorites here at News Talk KZRG. Uh, one of them is, uh, well, he's the city manager, Nick Edwards. Not that, uh, you know, he's, I don't know if how much of a fan favorite you are, Nick, but we like you. I'm happy to be here. And But <laughs> a man who is a fan favorite is uh, Police Chief Sloan Rowland. And uh, gentlemen, we're going to be asked, Joplin residents, I live in Web City, but I'm in a Joplin area of Web City, so I'll be voting on this, uh, is that uh, we're going to be asked to make a vote on August 2nd, and it's really important to our police department. Nick, explain what this is. Yeah, uh, the proposition on uh, August 2nd is a proposition public safety. It's an effort to fund our police department and fund our fire departments. And we've come up with an acronym, SAFER, uh, but really at the heart of it is improving service uh, to the citizens of Joplin, improving uh, the essential services and our public safety. Yeah, it's one of the big things that's been brought up a lot. Chief Sloan Rowland, you can speak to this very well, um, is that our police department is understaffed. That, that's absolutely true. Right now, we're, we're running 22 short. We have 22 open vacancies. Wow. But with the openings and you put the trainees, the people in training, the people on light duty, military leave, we're actually down 32 officers off the street out of 110 right now. It, uh, we have had, uh, just in our community, and we'll speak with the fire chief about this, but it's in the last couple of weeks, we have had, uh, which I, I think both of them are considered arsons, but it's obviously people who've been committing crimes. Uh, the Carnegie Library, uh, was set ablaze. It's also this, uh, garage out on 7th. And our police department, from what I understand, slow rolling, is that you guys are essentially just playing catch up all day. You know, there's a, there's a lot of times a, an officer will get in a car and be 8, 10, 12 calls behind or will have calls in queue. You know, it'll take you sometimes 45 minutes to an hour to get to certain low-priority calls. So a lot of times an officer, he or she will come on shift and be, be behind the entire shift. You guys were so nice. A year ago, I went out for a ride-along, and I saw what Joplin police are dealing with on a daily basis. It's not an easy job. Why are we losing these officers, Sloan Roland? Well, I think the biggest thing, as uh, the city manager will tell you, is we're just not competitive. We're not competitive regionally, and recently we're not even competitive with some of the local agencies. Uh, some are paying 2 to $3 an hour more than what we pay. So I, I think it's not only the pay, but it's also the workload. Uh, when you're making the same money somewhere else to answer two to three calls a day compared to 10 to 20 calls on your shift, I, I think the workload has a huge amount to play in with the pay. And the, the stress level also for these officers, because every time you go on a call, it's, uh, it's not just the safety of the people on the site of the call, but it's also your own personal safety. Absolutely. There's a, there's a huge amount of emotional and physical stress when they're working long hours, they're working overtime. They're going call to call. It, it, it takes a toll not only on the officer, but the officer's family, too, and their, their lifestyle is affected. Yeah. Nick Edwards, uh, the city of Joplin, I th- we've been asked for a lot as residents of our community. We've been asked for pro- uh, to increase our sales taxes, to do all this. And we as a community have really stood up and, and been positive on these things. 
one of the questions that I get a lot here is that, uh, uh, you know, isn't there waste that we can cut? Yeah, I appreciate that question. And, and quite frankly, that's the one that I hear the most. Uh, the, the city is in need of additional resources through the property tax. If you look at cities that we get compared to, they have a property tax. Uh, we have our sales taxes, one of the highest in the areas, but we're just flat, not in the game on the property tax. There's a lot of uh, questions about the city's financing and, and comments about, gee, the city should just belt tighten or find other ways to, to fund this. And um, I don't believe those opportunities will get us what we need. Uh, in fact, the city has belt tightened from 2015 to 2018. We did uh, position eliminations. We did pay freezes. We went without. We've, this, our, your city staff has been continually asked to do more with less. And I think that is why some of the problems uh, that we're facing exist is because we haven't been adequately funded, adequately staffed, and it's, uh, I think, starting to show. Is Project uh, or is Proposition Public Safety, we're going to have the chance to vote on this on August, uh, on August 2nd. Seuss Talk KZRG, Nick Edwards and Sloan Rowland are with us. Uh, Sloan, it's uh, talking about uh, being 30 officers short. Yes, right now on the street, we're actually 32 officers short, and we've got another three that we'll be losing within the next month, month and a half. Okay, so uh, explain to us, uh, on a normal shift, uh, you know, in the city of Joplin, how many officers are on the street? On the actual street in the patrol division, ideally, uh, we'd like to have eight officers and two supervisors at any given time. Right now, at times, we're running with five and one. Five officers, that's our minimum staffing, with one supervisor being able to supervise. Uh, we've actually pulled people from investigations, from community engagement, from internal affairs, just to make sure that we have enough officers to answer those 911 calls. So we've collapsed down certain functions and services within the department just to try to meet the demand of the call volume. It's, uh, it, you know, this is actually scary in so many ways because our officers are being pulled all over the place. The other concern that I have, which is, uh, is that we have, if you look at police reports on a weekly basis, which I do, uh, the high percentage of people of the arrests that we make are folks who are part of our drug addicted homeless population. It, uh, is that, you know, I think we have to address, number one, we have to make sure we have cops to do the job. We also have to pay attention as a community. We like to, kick it over to Watered Gardens and Souls Harbor. Those are wonderful organizations. But uh, we are too accommodating to these folks. And I think Watered Gardens and Souls Harbor do a phenomenal job of helping the people uh, the, that are looking, get help. The looking for that assistance. Yes. Uh, you know, this gets us into a very political arena, but I'll tell you there's a lot of people out there that we deal with on a daily basis, and we see an increasing crime from that segment of the population that are not looking to get assistance. And we deal with them a lot in Joplin. Yeah, it, it's uh, and by the way, I want to thank uh, uh, Jasper County Sheriff Randy Kaiser, who opened up in the county jail uh, a program for those who want, you know, to a pro treatment program to help those people who want to become sober. And we need more of that and that type of stuff. It's uh, when you go out and you look at our community, which is a jewel of a place. It's a beautiful place to live. Uh, the first job of 
that we must provide for as citizens is making sure we have public safety. And uh, it's the first job of government. Um, my concern is that, uh, is that we're now in a place, if we lose how many more officers, will you be in a place where you cannot keep our streets safe? You know, it's a, it's a day-to-day manning battle. Uh, we have contingency plans, obviously, in place. Uh, but we're very few officers away from actually having to collapse some services down that we provide to the community, and that's my concern. Uh, you know, a lot of those are quality of life issues. Uh, we're always going to answer 911 calls. We're always going to work major crimes, felonies, assaults. But there are some of those lower things that we've had to put on hold, and that's, that's what affects a community from that, you know, quality of life issue outlook. Yeah. Nick Edwards, let's talk, uh, uh, you know, about what – uh, proposition public safety what are you asking of me as and us as taxpayers yeah I, it, it's uh, asking uh, the community for their support to, to direct funding for uh, public safety police and fire um, there's a significant need uh, for investment into the community uh, into these uh, services and so uh, if approved we would be able to uh, have $9 million of new funding, which would go towards hiring 22 additional officers, uh, which we can get into in a little bit. Also building out a new fire station in the center of the city and staffing that fire station. And also do uh, some pretty significant uh, pay raises, which uh, I, I hope is going to be possible because, quite frankly, there's communities in Missouri that are already starting uh, off their pay near the $60,000 mark. This would bring our officers up to 47. Uh, more work would need to be done. But uh, from my perspective, and I'm, I'm, I believe the council, too, wants well-equipped, well-staffed, well-paid um, uh, public safety departments, and that's what we're working towards. All right. So August 2nd, we'll be asked to go out and vote. Uh, obviously, both Chief Sloan Rowland and Nick Edwards encourage you to vote yes on this. Um, it's uh, this. It, it's... You know, we're constantly being asked for more money and not just from the city, not just, uh, you know, you go to the grocery store, you do stuff like that. Public safety is the most important thing that we can do. It's a thing for each other to go out and support. If all of a sudden we lose more officers and we have the lack of ability to attract the best to be here in our community, we are going to be in a place of severe trouble. And uh, it's just, uh, and if we can't take this on, folks, it's going to be a real issue. So it's, uh, what am I missing here, guys? Have I forgotten anything? I, I don't think so. I just want to clarify, you know, as, as department head, city manager, we can educate, we can't advocate, so we can't sure. tell you to vote yes. We can I can, tell you what I can say absolutely. here's why. But we can tell you what the situation is. I think, yeah. I think a key is, one thing people need to know is we have a phenomenal group of men and women in public safety that work for the city of Joplin. Yes. That go out every day to do their best, uh, that work very hard to protect this city. And that's the people we're at risk of losing. Yeah, and, and my concern is I hate losing great people. And uh, I hate the idea of going through. And my concern is that if we get to this point uh, where we do not have enough officers on the street... Uh, it's, it's Joplin will be open, not for business, but for crime. And, uh, and none of us want that. Peter, I think you're hitting all the, uh, all the right points and, and I'll, I'll 
you know, I'll only add, you know, on the financial part, there's a lot of doubt about how the city uses funds. Uh, we have open budget meetings throughout the month of September. We're open and transparent about the way we spend money. We've done more. We've been trying to do more with less for a considerable amount of time. If we're going to make headway, if we're going to see real improvement in this community, uh, new, resources, new resources are needed for our public safety departments. All right. Nick Edwards, Sloan Roland, thank you guys so much. And following the news, we're going to have uh, another cavalcade of stars. Uh, to talk about you know what's needed in our community to keep us safe. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank News you Talk KZRG. News Talk KZRG. FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310 on your smart speakers. News Talk KZRG. Ted Bohorquez, Steve Scott. My name is uh, El Pedro. Peter Thiel hanging out with you today. Hey, uh, coming up on August 2nd, uh, it's an opportunity to go out and support in the city of Joplin those who work on the front lines, our fire department, police department, making sure that we have them adequately funded. And uh, and we're in real danger right now of being in a bad, bad place in our community. And I'm very, very happy to have in eh, the next 10, 12 minutes or so, uh, two friends of the program, uh, Mike uh, Seibert. I did that right. Former mayor of Joplin, and he's leading the campaign, and fire chief uh, at Gerald Ezel. Now, Mike, let's talk about this for a second. Is that the city of Joplin uh, has been underfunding our cops and their salaries for how long? Uh, Peter, it's been going on a long time. Um, and and it's, um, it's time we take the opportunity now uh, to resolve that. I mean, we have seen, uh, we've seen this discrepancy in, in compensation really accelerate over the last number of years. And, um, we are, we are literally to the point we have a public safety crisis that we're, we're working through currently. And that's, that's why this August 2nd, uh, support of the proposition public safety that will be on the ballot uh, needs voter support so we can uh, so we can really uh, put number one put the city on strong financial footing to be able to uh, afford to bring our salaries up to speed uh, so we don't lose so many of our finely trained police and fire to our neighboring communities uh, like we have uh, so frequently over the last number of years um, currently we are we are down 22 police officers. We are, uh, our city is designed to have 110 officers. We're down 22. And with you, uh, if, uh, when, when the police chief, uh, talks about this, he says, we've got a number of people that are, uh, off on disability and other military. And so we're down over 30 officers on, on the street. And then we've had, um, an analysis of our needs, or police, and in addition to the 22 we're down, we need another 22. So that's 44 police officers uh, we need to we need to fund, and that's why we've had to find another revenue stream to do that. Uh, fire, they, they have similar issues. Uh, there are over a dozen firemen that we need to be able to go out and hire. We are an incredible training ground for <laughs> neighboring communities. Uh, 
you know, we train our police and fire uh, to a level that uh, brings respect to the region. And when our pay does not uh, measure up to our neighboring communities, uh, our very well-trained police and fire go there. And then we have to start the process all over again. In addition to that, um, Chief Azell will tell you, um, basically due to the success of our rebuild after the tornado, uh, we need to put the fire station back in the center of the city, that center hub that we had there at 15th and Delaware that was destroyed by the tornado and was rebuilt uh, out on South Main in part because of the devastation through the center of the community at the time and the fact that Mercy moved out south. It was felt like while I was on council at the time, that was the right move. Well, you fast forward 11 years later and you look at our incredible rebuild after the tornado, and now you have a need to be able to put that uh, facility back in the center of the community. As the fire chief will tell you, you know, they are stretched thin right now and uh, we're running the risk of uh, losing uh, an insurance insurance rating. We're an ISO 2 community oh, now, and yeah. we could go to ISO 3 if we continue down this path of, uh, of not being able to, uh, uh, you know, meet the needs uh, in a timely manner of all these calls that are happening. It's uh, Chief uh, uh, Gerald Ezel. Let's talk real quickly about the fire department. You guys uh, have... Uh, you guys, uh, we here at News Talk KZRG, our office is right next to a fire station. So we see how often those trucks go out on a daily basis. Correct. And, uh, and so it's uh, uh, in the last two weeks, we've had two. One, I think the second one is determined to probably be arson as well. We had two empty buildings uh, that uh, became on fire, likely arson. Uh, it's, uh, we have a number of things that are making the job of our fire department much more difficult. How can, uh, people really get to the grip of the understanding of having full force, how much that means to our neighborhoods and our community? Well, I can tell you so far, um, this year, uh, first six months of the year, 43% of our structure fires in the city have been in vacant structures with no electric, no gas. Um, so arson. That's a, yeah. So that's a significant problem. Um, that puts our folks at risk for, you know, injury on, on scenes like that. Um, you know, as Mr. Seibert was saying, we, we fight a lot of fire here. Um, yeah. It makes us very marketable, kind of like the police department. The police department, you know, they run so many calls. You go to another city that pays better than what Joplin does, and they find out you're from Joplin. Man, they're ready for you to sign on the dotted line. Um, and that's what we're trying to avoid here. We've got an excellent, excellent group of folks that work for the fire department here. Um, I have a, a quick question, and this is more of a policy question. Mike, you can tell me, you can tell me, Gerald doesn't need to answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, in these vacant buildings, is the city aggressive enough to make sure that they are uh, not condemned? fast enough to be uh, closed down and be leveled? Well, we are actually, that, that's something uh, the city manager and I were talking about just the other day. Um, we're, we've got some ordinances that we're going to start uh, looking at um, to kind of try to take care of some of these vacant structures that are out there. Um, so we're going to be meeting with groups that are 
you know, in, involved in that, uh, our building board, our code enforcement, um, planning and zoning, and our fire marshal's office, we're all going to be getting together, uh, hopefully very soon, so that we can try to, to remedy some of that situation. And you guys go into an older building like this as chief. By the way, we're with uh, Mike uh, Seibert. We're with uh, Chief uh, Gerald Ezel Joplin. We're talking about this uh, property tax initiative uh, that is coming up, Project Public Safety. Uh, when people go, when you go into a fire situation in a vacant building, you're not just dealing with the flames, are you? No, a lot of times we're dealing with, you know, rubbish and, and things that are just inside there. So, you know, the older buildings have problems with lead. Oh, correct. Yeah, and correct. also have problems yeah. with sometimes toxic molds. Right, right. Yeah, we actually went through and we restructured some of our training uh, just a few months ago uh, where we're looking at things differently on, on vacant structures. We've actually deemed a lot of those. We don't call them vacant structures anymore because that gives the implication that there's nobody in there. How about um, zombie structures? Well, we, we call them dangerous structures. Okay. Uh, but we, we have revamped our training. Uh, you know, we went through reading fire, reading smoke. Uh, to see if life's even tenable in those buildings whenever we pull up on them. Um, you know, if there's, if there's a chance somebody's in there, we're coming to get them. Um, that's just the way we are. No, I know. It's your job, um, and you guys take it seriously. But when you walk into a vacant structure, you're dealing with uh, sometimes there's a problem with the stability of the, the, you know, the, stability of the, the flooring. If they have a basement, it's you don't know how safe the the uh, firefighters will be going into that building. Correct. Yeah, we're doing the best we can right now. We're trying to get out and pre-plan a lot of these uh, vacant structures that are out there. There's just a there's a bunch of them in the city right now. So yeah. So Mike, we're going to go in. We're going to be making this vote coming up on August second. Uh, give me. Uh, your elevator pitch. You and I are stuck on an elevator for 20 seconds. Why I need to, as a, as a taxpayer in Joplin, why I have to pay, why I want to pay this tax. Well, Peter, it's, um, it's imperative. Um, you know, as a city, we have relied on sales tax revenue. And unfortunately, our sales tax revenue is not growing at a rate that we can accommodate the additional expenses uh, that we are incurring and need to incur within the city of Joplin. Currently, for example, uh, the sales ta- uh, the uh, the uh, personal property tax rate, for example, in Jasper County, is four dollars and sixty-seven cents per hundred dollars of uh, appraised value. That's how it's calculated. Of that four dollars and sixty-seven cents, the city of Joplin gets seventeen and a half cents. Holy. But that's, but that's been by design. That's been by design. Um, the county and the school districts make up the vast majority of it. That 17.5% goes to um, our uh, recycling center, um, our health department, and a small portion goes to parks. And that's established. We can't Yeah, Yeah, that. but again, I, I think that people don't understand that, you know, I'm paying property taxes on my home. They, they've gone up because home value is going up right. and all that sort of stuff. And you just don't understand how little of that actually goes to the city. And it's one of the things I think that our different layers of government have not been as open as communicating and educating the taxpayer in. I wouldn't disagree with that. And, and But the result of that um, is that we do not have the stable footing in the city of Joplin from a, from a financial standpoint 
that say other cities the sizes of Springfield, St. Joe, Columbia, Lee Summit, Grandview, and Blue Springs have, when you look at their property tax, a significant portion of that is designated for city. And so that's where we need to go. We need to be able to increase our personal property tax rates here in the city of Joplin so we can have an, a new revenue stream, even with the passage of Proposition Public Safety on August 2nd, um, we still will be lower in our personal property tax rates than all of those cities that I just mentioned. Yeah. So we are challenged with finding $9 million of renewable revenue within the city of Joplin. There isn't anything within the city's budget that you can cut out and come up with that amount of money on a repeating basis. So that's That's where we're at. So August 2nd, folks, go in, make that vote, do what you can. Uh, Chief uh, Gerald uh, Ezel, it's uh, Mike Seibert. Thank you guys so much for everything you've you've done here. Again, folks, now you know. It's uh, it's up to you and uh, and make that vote. They the the police and fire department want you to vote yes, and uh, there you go. Peter, if I'll add one more thing, if, yeah. If residents would like to get more information, they can go to the city's website, JoplinLow.org, and the banner. They can click on this and they can learn a lot more about the details around what we've talked about. So I would encourage folks to do that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It's News Talk KZRG coming up. Following the news, our good friend, the legislative lion, Ben Baker, exclusively on News Talk KZRG.